Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, tonight, I've got on the podcast Jared McNeil. He is a X Games gold medalist. He is a part of the uh, Nitro Circus and just one amazing uh, motorcycle rider. Uh, to give you a little background, you know, when I growing up when I was a kid, besides being a cowboy, I always wanted to race motorcycles and had a Honda 50 at the time. It had the little fold-down handlebars. Moved up to a Yamaha 80. This thing was, the fenders were steel on it. I remember cutting the back fender off because I wanted to make it look more motocross, but it weighed about a thousand pounds. Uh, when it came time, I was old enough to, to race motorcycles and get my, my AMA card, which is what I was wanting to do. My mom wouldn't let me race. So <laughs> anyway, my motocross career was short-lived, but I grew up riding motorcycles and, and loving it. And I've, I've just loved the X Games since they started. I love all the other sports that are involved in it. And the motocross events and the uh, freestyle stuff is, I mean, it's just defies uh, gravity and logic. So I've got Jared McNeil on tonight. Like I said, he's got nine gold medals, three silvers and three bronzes. He's uh, a, an amazing talent on a motorcycle and he also uh, wears a cowboy hat. So wanted to have uh, Jared on tonight and just uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what he does and his background and how he got started. So Jared, welcome to the uh, Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hey, how you going, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I think the first time I, I, I reached out to you was uh, I was watching the X Games. I believe it was just uh, this year. Um, and the event yep. that you do is the uh, uh, or I'm, the, the main event, I think, that, that, that I was watching is the, that vertical jump. And, and what do they call that exactly? Yeah, step up or like most people kind of like call a high jump. So basically kind of what people do at the olympics and things like that pole vaulting where they go over a high jump bar or run up and jump over the bar basically we're doing that with a motorcycle at like 40 43 feet in the air so we're taking off a 12 foot vertical lip and soaring about 40 feet in the air and then going over a bar and the aim of the game is obviously not to hit it yeah and and land on both tires on the other side right 
Yeah, exactly. You've got to ride out of it. So you yeah. land both wheels down, ride out. Yeah, very cool. So give us some background on you, um, you, you where you grew up and, and how you got started in, in motocross. And then uh, also tell us about the cowboy hat, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so growing up on the dairy farm, I've got obviously my father and mum and then uh, three other siblings. So growing up riding motorcycles, four-wheel motorcycles, you name it, rounding up the cows or, you know, messing around building jumps on the tractors and riding them on our motorcycles with my brothers. That was something that we kind of grew up doing and uh, you know, going to the races uh, as a family every weekend. I mean, I was a professional racer growing up. Uh, I turned pro when I was 16 years old and raced professionally before my freestyle career took off. Um, guess what? I came to the United States for what I'm known as for doing is the whip which is basically taking the bike and making it do crazy, I guess you'd say, uh, making it go upside down without doing the backflip on this maneuver. You're basically putting the wheels above your head or you're doing a 180 and getting, you're actually turning the bike backwards and facing the ramp that you came off all in the same jump. So that's something I'm known for. And I came to the United States for that and got invited to X Games in 2010. And, um, yeah pretty much been here ever since um i guess growing up as a kid like i always liked the cowboy hat i didn't really wear too many cowboy hats as a kid um but i guess uh nowadays growing up i've been out in the sun a lot and things like that i um i really like the aussie Cobra. um for a while i was repping the like an american style uh cowboy hat uh, right. i got one on a, on a truck stop when i was in texas one time and it was just i just loved wearing it it was something i just always put on when i was doing stuff around the property and uh then i moved on to getting a bit better one uh like going into like a boot bun or something like that and getting a nice cowboy hat there and uh it was super firm it didn't really like i didn't, I didn't wear that one too much i kind of always went back to the old the cheaper one from the the gas station uh-huh. <laughs> But um, but then uh, when I was back home in Australia at the start of the year, I went and got myself um, an Akubra. It's an Aussie-made hat, um, super popular with, with the farmers and the cowboys in Australia, and it's like one of our most popular hat companies. And um, yeah, I always wanted to have a good one, so I went and got one and then uh, did a little bit of posting about it and got their attention and now they've sent me a few hats um which is pretty cool uh i like wearing the akubra it's just a nice thing and it kind of repre- represents who i am i'm a i'm a country kid that uh come from the middle of nowhere in australia so the cowboy hat kind of resembles me as a farm kid and uh i guess i like to pay attention and uh, like pay tribute to the farmers and the people that provide for us so yeah very cool it's good yeah, very cool. Now, yeah. what part of uh, Australia did you grow up in? Uh, so I grew up in, I was born in a place called Kerrang. Uh, that's about four and a half, four hours, four and a half hours north of Melbourne, which is in the southeast. Uh, it's up there in like a real rural farming area, a lot of uh, dairy farming, fruit, uh, all that industry. Then there's, uh, I moved to another place called Daniliquin and spent a lot of my time there. And uh, that's a big crop, uh, beef, rice growing area, a lot of crops and um, 
yeah, spent a lot of time there. So that's the area. It's called like the Riverina. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty much the area that I grew up in. And uh, it's about about close to eight hours, a bit less than eight hours uh, west, south, a bit more southwest uh, of Sydney. So pretty far out there. <laughs> yeah. When I, I was talking about how I wanted to race motorcycles and everything when I was younger, I, there was a lot of like hill climbing around where we were lived and so on and so forth. But I, I don't think I was really ever that brave. Uh, and, and I'd go up these big hills. I, I'd get scared, you know, and turn halfway back or whatever. Uh, so I don't even know if I was ever really cut out <laughs> to, to race motocross or anything like that, even though in my mind I loved it and wanted to do it and go off a little jump, yep. maybe be two feet. And I think I'm, you know, 20 feet in the air. But were you always just like fearless riding the bike? Because, I mean, the stunts and the things you guys do now, it, it, I mean, they're just, it, like I said, it just defies gravity. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, it's kind of one of those things like you watch some other riders do tricks and then you kind of, you learn better and bigger and better things. So you're always progressing in that adrenaline rush. I guess you're chasing that adrenaline rush. So as a kid, it starts off with, you know, your little two foot jump and then you get a little bit more confident and you space it out a little more and then you jump a bit bigger. Then you find other things that you can jump from like two, you know, so you're kind of always testing yourself. And I guess we just never stop testing ourselves like where the general person kind of gets to a, a de- like a, a level of riding and they're happy with that and then and, or maybe they have a job so they kind of stay at that level but um for us guys that take it serious and want to make a career out of it i guess that adrenaline rush is what keeps us going and we have a dream to be like those big guys like the travis pastrana or the nate adams those kind of guys that we looked up to on X Games, watching X Games. So for me, uh, just looking at those guys, it gives me inspiration to come to the United States and live here and and then perfect my riding skills from being a young kid, What they're looking up to guys that are racing in the US or in Australia and the same as in the freestyle world, just looking up to those guys as a young kid, you can you kind of look at jumps and you're like, oh, that's possible. Right. Because you see other people do jumps the same size. So just these skills that you kind of develop and uh, perfect and lots of things go wrong in the process, but <laughs> you learn from those mistakes and, you know, you might may mess up a jump, but then you might get it the next time perfect. So, you know, it's you just live and learn and um that's how you progress, I guess, and that's how you got better as a rider. Just we just never stop chasing that adrenaline rush, and yeah, yeah. Now, in your training, do you 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 basically ride pretty much every day. Yeah, pretty much just riding. That's a lot. Like I'm either riding motocross or, um, yeah, in the backyard just practicing tricks and perfecting them. Basically, yeah, that's that's what most of my time goes into. Then a lot of it. I don't, I don't do a whole lot of um, like gym training and things like that. I just stay pretty active. Like I like riding BMX and the other sports as well. Like just kind of living an active lifestyle and doing other things. And then I'm always, uh, always building jumps, always figuring out a way to make new jumps and fabricate new ramps or um, yeah, just push up dirt with the skid steer or the excavator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you now do you don't compete in BMX do you or do you just ride BMX for no, training? No. Just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. Like just with my friends. Yeah, it just helps 
you know, when you're learning, say, for example, like when you learn the backflip, you kind of learn, it's good to learn on a BMX bike first to give you that aerial awareness and then you can kind of move to a motorcycle. So things like that, you know, you just, it's always good to ride BMX and do other like physical things like mountain biking and stuff like that. It's just always perfecting your skills on two wheels and whether it's got a motor or, or not, or even nowadays we've got these electric, electric uh, mountain bikes and things like that, which are pretty sweet. So Mm -hmm. just always perfecting your skills on them. It always, you know, goes over to like motorcycle riding and it helps. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, when you guys are competing and, and learning new jumps, do you like look at each other and just go, man, I can't even believe we're doing this stuff or, you know, are you blown (laughs) away by it too? Or, uh, you know, do you get one thing done and then that becomes kind of uh, the norm and then it's just, you know, pushing it to the next level or? I think when you're with your friends out riding and you have jumps that you, no one's jumped before or whatnot, you, it's kind of like, all right, who's going to do it first kind of thing, if that makes right. sense. Like, right. And then when that person, whoever does it first in the group, we're like, yeah, like we're pumped for that person to do it. So whether it's you getting you know, getting a cheer from the guys because you did it first or where if somebody is getting out of their comfort zone, you know that and you're riding with those people and maybe they don't jump a big jump like that or or some style of jump like that. And so I guess that's what motivates a lot of people is you pump like, yeah, you you try that. Like, you try it then. You go try it first right. or I'll have a go. Well, let me have a go. Let's go. It's kind of like, I don't know, almost betting over nothing. You're just right. having, you know what I mean? It's like right. just the respect of like, oh, I did it first. Absolutely. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But that's what's, that's what's fun about riding. So, yeah. yeah. Now, it, now the, the bikes, I mean, like thinking back when I was a kid, the bikes, they were nothing compared to what they're like now. Are, are they continuing to just progress as well every year in terms of like, just the, the functionality of them and, and the power. And, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. What the bike that I ride for, especially like my day-to-day freestyle bike that I mm-hmm. ride for doing tricks and stunts and shows, mm-hmm. uh, that's the 252 stroke. Um, that hasn't that hasn't changed for a while, but it's a really good bike that in its where it needs where it needs to be. If that makes sense, like that bike is a tremendous bike to ride it's perfect for what i do um and that's you know it's the top end of the two-stroke bikes so um that's really great but then the 450 i mean the 450 four strokes these the four strokes have just been progressing over the last or 10 years have been just going crazy i mean fuel injection it's not just to the fact of like it's just got fuel injection on it you're able to manipulate that mapping system however you want it to perform you can literally customize that for a specific job like for me i can customize my 450 for my high jump step up competition i can you know you i wouldn't go ride that bike on a track it doesn't perform on the track it's built specifically to do one job and that's to go over the bar and handle and the power has to come on at the right time and just being able to manipulate that bike and change it uh is insane like the way being able to just connect it nowadays you can connect it to your cell phone like the yamaha 450 (laughs) the yamaha 450 is in its own world um 
you know, I can sit there with a phone beside it because our motorcycles don't have, you know, speedometers and tacos like for the revs and things like that. Right. Um, with this is all we, our judgment goes off of the gear that we're in on the track and then what throttle and the noise that the bike's making. That's how we know, like our senses for the, those movements is how we know to judge a jump and things like that. So we don't have a speedometer. Like we're not like going around the corner going, okay, I've got to hit this in at 30 <laughs> mile an hour. You know, we don't have any of that judgment. So it's crazy being able to sit here with your phone now and for starting, like getting off the start line. And if you want to, if you're doing practicing, you can like literally look at what the revs are, the RPMs on the motorcycle on, on my mechanic, John, he sits there with his phone and I can look over and look at the RPM so we can get the right traction. And, oh, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. The bike, uh, Yamaha is doing an amazing job with their bikes and what you can do with them, the suspension, everything's just the best it can be. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that bikes are definitely, I mean, I've got a 1979 YZ250, um, and that's, technically a vintage bike now that's not but it, it is um and i ride that and i've got you know the, the latest yz 252 stroke 2019 model uh-huh. and it's it's crazy just riding the different you know a mono shock with two springs and <laughs> i like <laughs> conventional forks instead of upside down forks it's like everything's just crazy different on the bikes you know yeah. they've came a long way definitely that's amazing that's amazing yeah now, now you so you compete in the x games um in do you have to we have do you have to qualify to get to the x games is that part of it or um so some years they have done qualifications like step up they've done some qualifications um certain events they have uh in other areas other like different sports too like skateboarding or bmx and things like that mm-hmm. uh freestyle uh best whip is and quarter pipe that's kind of like invite only um Got you. i guess it's there's not too much yeah qualifying as far as x games goes here and there they've done like just kind of feelers like testing it and seeing how they go right um it's a really good idea, I think. It gives other people the opportunity to be able to get into X Games and, you know, shine. Right. Like, you know, they might get a great opportunity and might be the next Tony Hawk or somebody. Next right, right. Travis Estrana. But, um, yeah, there's a, the problem is there's a lot of, lot of athletes and, honestly, in these different, like in the freestyle world, in my world, uh-huh. um, they've got the best of the best you could get in those categories. You know, like it doesn't get any better than who's there and 10 riders. It's, you know, each, each field is eight to 10 riders. It's a lot of guys. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see in the future, like they should do more things like that at the X games. Even if there's like smaller X games events that build up to big ones or something like that, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Very cool. You're now, pretty good. Yeah. Now, now, do you do you race a regular motocross too, or is you know? Um, yeah, not so much. Okay, not so much anymore. But yeah. you, but you so used to I, you used to race it a lot. 
Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I started racing in about 99, around there, yeah, 1999, 2000. Okay. And just going to local little races and moved up, moved my way up to doing state championships and winning being state championship, you know, state champion and uh, be, being on the podium for uh, Australian championships, so the Australian junior titles. Um, so I was an Australian champion when I was 16. Um, moved on to be turning into my pro ranks and race professional motocross and supercross till two th- but just till 2008, 2009. Uh-huh. Um, 2010 was like my first full year of just being a freestyler so around the same time as I won an Australian junior championship when I was 16 I was like messing around on freestyle ramps right um on the side just learning tricks and things like that I went to that same year I went to uh Singapore and lived there for a month doing shows um and that was kind of like where I first started making money from riding a motorcycle and not watching my parents spend so much money on right. us riding. <laughs> right. And so freestyle, I was like, whoa, like I can, I'm 16 years old. I can start making some money, like riding my motorcycle, doing tricks and jumping. And from the motocross track, I was pretty good at doing whips. So that kind of trans transitioned over the ramp and I got really, really popular and well known for my whips. And, um, so I did uh, racing and freestyle around the same time. So I'd do like the Australian Supercross series and then I'd do the halftime show at the same event and then I'd go back and race. To, you know what I mean? So right, right. I was even paying, I was taking my freestyle money and helping to try and keep my racing going right. um, and things like that. So 2010 came around. I've been actually 2008 as well. 2008 and 2009, I rode for Krusty Demons back in the day. Uh, I was a young Grom, me and... Jackson Strummer, fellow Aussie, who's a big-time uh, medalist and another fellow country boy from Australia. Uh-huh. Um, he, yeah, he's uh, done that uh, XNs for years now, and um, yeah, we just uh, sorry, I'm lost, lost myself there. No, no, that's all right. No, we we, um, we were just talking about motocross or supercross, I guess yeah, they call it now, and, yeah, and your, so guess, your, your freestyle stuff. Yeah, so then go go. I guess being a grom with Jacko and Krusty, um, yeah, doing that and uh, transitioning over into uh, Nitro Circus in 2010 was a pretty crazy deal. Like getting to meet Travis Estrada for the first time, yeah. him coming to Australia and putting on a tour. So I got my opportunity to go on that, and Travis put in a word for for me and uh, got an invite to. X Games. Um, it was mind blowing. I couldn't believe it. Like a month out from X Games, and I got asked to go to Best Whip. And I guess Travis must have put in a pretty good word, and they <laughs> thought I was worthy of going. And it was just crazy. I got the opportunity to come to the United States. It's something I always dreamed of. And um, yeah, that was, I guess, where it's, where it all kind of started for my career. Today's episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand built on grit, determination, and perseverance. Modern Cowboy products are designed to increase stamina and strength, build lean muscle mass, and promote healing and pain relief. 
For more information and to order products, visit our website, moderncowboy.global, and use our podcast listener special code, moderncowboy15, at checkout for 15% off all of our products and apparel. What what was what year was your first X Games? 2010 July on oh. my 19th birthday. No my very first. Yeah, I got a silver medal on my first ever X Games. That's awesome. And then and then yeah. you've got you've got have you got are all nine golds are those all from X Games? Yep, you, all X Games nine golds. Yep. And are, the, are those all in step up or? Uh no, best whip. A lot of them best whip. Uh. There'd be what five from best whip and four from step up. Okay, I I, I was just scrolling through uh, your social media too, and in uh, one of the uh, events you won, um, it was two thousand well two thousand nineteen moto moto X step up, and and one of the sponsors, I just I noticed that you're holding up one of the one of the checks, and it's uh, the overall winner, uh, New Holland Agriculture, as uh, one of the sponsors, which is kind which is kind of cool, huh? Yeah, no, it's pretty sweet. Um, that was the start of the year. Uh, back home in Australia, we did the Clipsal 500, uh-huh. and um, yeah, that was what three days in a row, two step up contests per day. I won all six. No kidding. Step up, <laughs> yeah, each step up round for that for that weekend, and that's real cool. It was uh, sponsored by New Holland, which is pretty sweet. Um, and then it's at a big car race so it's the v8 supercars and um i mean that's a massive circuit racing series that goes around australia and to be able to perform at one of those uh is pretty cool so that was cool cool then the check was good so yeah yeah it's awesome so you you what you were you were 19 back then in 2010 so you're pushing 20 29 now uh, 28. 28. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I won't, I won't yep. try to make you any older than you are. So what, 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 yeah, nah. yeah what, uh, what age, are, you know, do you look at now in terms of like maybe not riding anymore or competing in the the freestyle stuff or, or are you even looking at that yet? Yeah, no, definitely. Like back, it's crazy to think I've almost been here for 10 years and it was something yeah. I always dreamed of is coming to the U S and riding. I, I thought I was going to come and race and, um, came here for freestyle and now to have a career, uh, a house, a fiance who's uh, American. Uh-huh. Um, I've got a, this is, this is home now and freestyle, um, still going strong. Like it's, there's a lot of events still happening, a lot of shows more so than competitions. Um, right. so there's not as many contests for freestyle. So, um, if you can stay healthy and get through the, through the year um you know you can you can make a good living out of just doing shows going and traveling the world seeing and meeting all kinds of different people it's yeah it's crazy where a motorcycle can take you and um i think i've still got maybe i don't know i can tell you maybe maybe you know five to ten years of of you know being up there and doing that but i don't think i'd ever stop riding i think i can still do shows for a long time i mean a fellow rider of mine a friend of mine who uh, unfortunately passed away but he was um what about two months off 50 years old he was doing backflips and backflip tricks his name was paul smith and um crazy like really really good rider and he was 
literally two months off being 50 years old um, writing shows and making a living from writing. So um, I think I could always write as long as my body can still stay together. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. But professionally, competitively, yeah, I'd say the next five to ten years, definitely. Yeah. Now, are, are, do, you, do you do any training for up-and-coming writers or put on any schools? Or is that, is that, is that a thing in, in your guys uh, in that world? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm always trying to help kids out. Um, but it's fitting that kind of stuff into my schedule now. I think that's something I want to do after my writing slows down. Um, right. I, I love working with other writers. Like It's something I'm super passionate about. It's cool to be able to teach people how to do tricks or how to ride how to go on the motocross track and how to rail a corner or jump a jump like i really like that so um that's something i really want to do after my riding is like my professional career is slowed down just between traveling and staying home and then getting to you know just really just traveling it's it takes up a lot of time so spending time with riders they need a lot of attention and um it's something I think in the future, I'm definitely going to do. Yeah, very cool. Do you have a, well, obviously we know your favorite, your favorite cowboy hat. Do you wear cowboy boots at all? Or is that in, is that in nah. your, your fashion? No, nah, I don't have any cowboy boots. I've like been interested in them. I've been looking at them and I'm like, oh, they look pretty good. But um, <laughs> I've just got these, uh, what are they called? Um, FXDs. They're oh, yeah. just like these work boot with like a zip up on the side yeah like pretty good grip on them like it's a real heavy duty construction type but um so i rock those i'm pretty stoked on them yeah but yeah i don't have any cowboy boots yeah well might have might have to get look into getting some some cowboy boots to go with that good looking hat you got yeah definitely it's definitely in in the works or should be in the works yeah how about how about movies? Do you like do you have a favorite kind of movies or do you like cowboy movies? Do you have a favorite cowboy movie that you've seen over the years or? Yeah, I like any of like the ones with like Billy the Kid in it. Um, <laughs> just some of those ones like they don't like the old school necessarily, but like a movie movie. Like right. I'm trying to think when they chase him across the across the place. Um, I don't know what it what it's called, but uh, well, that the, one was the Young Guns. Young Billy Guns. Young yeah. Guns. Yep, that's yeah. one of them. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's a really yep. good movie. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. How about music? I'm what kind? Terrible. What kind of music? What kind of music do you like? Oh, uh, I honestly like everything. I like country music. Um, I like rap. I like literally everything. Rock. Yeah. Bit of metal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not like, um, yeah, kind of don't have like a necessarily like a, um, like a, I'm not like addicted to one person. I like just right. mixing it up. Like when I'm listening to music and things like that, I'm always just going through my playlist and just kind of mixing it up. But, um, maybe like Luke Bryan, I like yeah. him. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how about when you're riding? Do you, do you do you listen to music at all? Like you know, like listen to metal or listen to you know something, some rock or something that you know gets your helps you get your jam on, or or do you need the quiet when you're doing your tricks? Um, 
Yeah, like Rock. I mean, Rob Zombie's always good to get pumped up to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's pretty full on, but he's like as a good like a lot of our motorcycle videos growing up. Right. Uh, watching the guys that we looked up to, kind of though that music went with punk rock and things like that. Like, not a massive punk rock person, but that that heavy metal music kind of like is what was presented to us kids with uh riding videos you know crusty demons videos and that that's what got us into riding so a lot of guys like bands like that are um are pretty popular with us motorbike riders but um yeah i don't know i like it like a lot of aussie hip-hop um there's a lot of bands from australia that i listen to uh it's like rap but it's more they sing about more like real life stuff not like what just like your normal typical American rappers rap about. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, different different kind of Aussie rap or Aussie hip hop. So right. yeah. Lots Very of different cool. lots of different guys. Very cool. So do you now do you um do you plan on uh, you know like you know, a lot of guys have transitioned into racing some cars and that and the the off road stuff in cars. Is is that anything you got an interest in or yeah, definitely. Um, uh, like it's it's a hard one because if you make it to the level of like say Travis Estrada or Brian Deegan did, right? Like, I know I've got a lot of medals in X Games and things like that, but it's not kind. It's not the same kind of, I guess, not the same kind of fame or the same as it was back then. So the guys that wanted to transition over into other things without them paying a lot of money out of pocket. Right. Right. Um, they got an opportunity to do that. You know, like you, you, Ricky Carmichael went to car racing, Travis Estrada went to rally racing, right. Brian Deegan, you know, it's like truck racing. Um, sure. I'd love to race trucks. I'd love to race off road stuff like side by side stuff. Um, right. Obviously, what the, what do they say? With age comes a cage. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. I've never heard that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, I don't know. Other than that, like I'm, uh, I really like operating equipment. So like, to me, I could see myself more so moving into building the tracks or the courses at X Games and events like that, right. um, or just operating eventually being operating on job sites and things like that and owning like i've got my own equipment so um it's a work in progress i'm able to buy equipment from riding my motorcycle and invest in uh a future and my future after riding if i don't get that opportunity to go and do some off-roading and things like that truck stuff because if that does pop up you bet you i'm going to try and see how i go with it um some sort of car racing or something like that would be amazing. Um, but other than that, uh, just operating equipment, I'm pretty, uh, pretty interested in, um, in equipment. I've always grown up. I've been driving an excavator for 20 years. I started, got an excavator when I was eight years old. So, uh, growing up on the farm, the dairy farm, I had to clean irrigation channels or things like that and do farm work for dad. Uh, at such a young age so that was kind of like my piece of equipment on the farm and then when we weren't doing farm stuff i was building motocross jumps and tracks with my brother so um 
So you're pretty handy other with than the equipment. Riding, yeah, that's like my other. That's like if you got if I got two, if I'm good at two things in this world, it'd be riding a motorcycle and operating heavy equipment. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Do yeah. You, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite piece of uh, equipment you like to operate? Uh yeah, for sure. Um, I have my Cat 308. It's an excavator. Um, it's a mini x so it's one of the smaller caterpillars smaller range of excavators but it's uh -huh. like it's a big enough machine that you can move a bit of dirt with it right. so it's the bigger of the smaller machines but um i am a brand ambassador for this company called steel wrist they're out of stockholm sweden and basically it's an attachment that goes on the s on the excavator and it makes the bucket do a 360 spin and a 45 degree angle pitch from side to side. So you can cut any type of batter, any shape, any design you want with this attachment. Um, plus you can take off the bucket and put a different attachment or a different bucket on it and do that same movement, 360 spin or tilt 45 with it. So, um, I would say my excavator is my 308 is probably the most funnest thing, especially because of the attachment that I have on right. the excavator. Um, that is kind of a game changer when it comes to excavators. Um, then I would say my second choice would be the skid steer. I've got a um, 289 cat skid right. steer on track, and that's probably the skid steer. Those two pieces of equipment on tracks is probably the my favorite just being able to make tracks and jumps with them especially but then they're also great on job sites so right. they're probably my two favorite um big big tractors what you would probably have what you'd see on big construction sites or a lot of agricultural tractors there's like a it's called a case um steiger and uh -huh. it's an articulated a big articulated tractor they're normally right. red that's what cases that agricultural color is. And uh, I normally put big buckets behind them and they pull, like move mountains, big piles of dirt and scrape out and flatten like uh, land or irrigation. So right. you can have crops and things like that. So that's probably one of my big favorite big ones, like a 600 or something like that. Very cool. Well, that's, that's one other yeah. thing I never mastered was tractors and being able to try to, you know, basically all I can do is I can, I can pull a rototiller behind one other than cutting something flat or making something yep. look like it's supposed to, I'm not good at that either. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> my hat's off you uh, for Lynn, that. <laughs> you've, you've had a go though? You've had a go on the tractors? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, 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 yep. I've made some messes with them a time or two, but uh, my, yeah. yeah, very cool. Well, hey, Jared, that's a Go ahead. I was saying that's just the, that's the funnest part. Just you know, like about farming and and motorcycle riding or construction, being able to operate heavy equipment and move dirt. Oh yeah, so, it, it's, it, it's relaxing to be drive, driving a tractor. You know. Yeah, I mean, you're always learning too. You make a mess, you try and fix it with the thing you made a mess with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I used, I used uh, to, I used to run a little uh, Kubota with a rototiller on the back uh, down through the uh, yep. little vineyard we had. So I was really good at that. Nice. I, I could do that and make it look good. But outside of that, uh, yep, it needed someone else to to do that stuff. But um, you prepping prepping the driveway, maybe. 
No, I'm not Fixing even good at that. Holes? No. <laughs> I'm not even good at that. Uh, pot, uh, potholes and, and a shovel, I can do that. But uh, <laughs> that's good. Anyway, yep. but hey, Jared, I, I I appreciate you, man, coming on and and uh, taking the time and, and sharing with us. Um, you know, like like I said, I, I, the last X Games I was watching, that's when I reached out to you, man, and you were you were just killing it then. I just looking forward to uh, you know watching you here in the future and and. Uh, um, you want to tell people where they can follow you at on social media? What's the best places for them? To- yeah, definitely. Thank you. No, thanks for having me on. Like, it's uh, amazing. I, I'm stoked that you, you know, caught your eye. I, I guess maybe the cowboy hat caught your eye and you're that, like, man, I want to do an interview with this guy. That, that, um, that and you're going straight in the air, 43 or whatever, however, 46 <laughs> feet, whatever it was, man, over that thing. That's pretty crazy. Sweet. Yeah. No, it's cool. Thanks for thanks for the support. I'm stoked to be on there. I'm pumped that uh, we finally linked up and yeah. got to have a chat and um, got a little bit lost there in the middle, but um, no, no we're all good. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me on. Um, but yeah, no, you can find me. At, my name is Jared, spelled J A R R Y D. So it's a little bit different, Jared, and and then McNeil. So M C N E I L. Jared McNeil at. So you're just gonna. But basically, it's at in like Instagram or uh, Facebook. Right. Yeah. Okay. Twitter. Uh, what's this new thing? TikTok something. Oh, are you on TikTok too? <laughs> yeah, I got that thing the other day. That's, that's uh, cool. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Just another one of those social media platforms, I suppose. But um, yeah, so you can you find me there. Just Jared. Jared, and then yeah, same, same. Jared McNeil, YouTube. YouTube Jared okay. McNeil. Uh, yeah, as long as you spell it J A R R Y D, it'll come N-C-N-E-I-L, up. You've yeah. got me. Yeah, all my all my stuff, my website, everything. That's all just just my name. As long as you spell it the right way, you, you're good to go. But um, yeah, you can catch me on there and give us a follow. And yeah, I'm always up to cool things. So it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, well, thanks again, Jared, and then uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler I drive that old back road until it ends And the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my old stick Although we're all the same the minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no place 
can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the rope and pay. Well, I ain't no play or speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down at the roping pen.